and this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast that celebrates all the joys of Christmas at any frickin' time you want to, because we say so. Happy July, everybody. Um, We are here to discuss your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, Amazon. Fill in the blank screaming service. (laughs) Anywhere you find it, it's fine. So we should just kind of start off with, uh, we are jumping on the Hallmark bandwagon of Christmas in July. Uh, Partially, I think, because... It's a fun game to play, partially because there are just more Christmas movies than any other version, so you just have to do them more often. <laughs> you know, if we if we discounted Christmas movies except for the Christmas season, which granted in Hallmark Land is three months long, but still, True. we just, we would like run out of the right movies and it would, I mean, not really, we don't put up enough episodes for that, but it would be harder and we would have to rewatch and talk about movies we like legitimately disliked. Well, that's always fun anyway. <laughs> it's it's fun, but you know, like there's the ones that we like found fun to watch and think are really bad, and then there are the ones that like were just not enjoyable to watch. True. And then having to go back and rewatch them for the podcast might be more of a chore than we want to do. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right about there that. There are some that come to mind. <laughs> there's there's some that I think we've tried to make into episodes that also come to mind for me. Yeah, right. They're just, like, it's just not fun. So, you know, the longer we can put those off and potentially avoid them forever, the, the better, right? Yeah. Like, I- I- even if they're bad and we don't really recommend watching them, you and I are good at sitting through really, really shitty made-for-TV movies, Katie. <laughs> We really are. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is, um, it's July. And so in, in pure Christmas in July tradition, which I'm, I think has been a, a thing in the United States since before Hallmark forced it on us. So who knows where it came from? I don't from. know. I, if you know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't actually care that much, though. <laughs> it's more I of a like. I do. Because okay. then I want to think, my birthday is a few days after Christmas, so should I, ha- like, be better about having a half-birthday party? <laughs> Maybe. Well, you, you kind of get one now. It's called Billy's birthday. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's, like, within a week. That is true. So, you know. You're so smart, Hannah. I know. <laughs> I am brilliant. <laughs> I think of just the best things ever. You do. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. So what do we got today, Hannah? So uh, we're going to talk about a movie that is not a Hallmark movie. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, we're going to talk about a movie that aired in December of 2015 on Ion TV, which I kind of know is a thing but also don't um well anyway so we're gonna be talking about this movie called merry kissmas (laughs) i love that title (laughs) it's it's just so dumb in a way that is just makes you go yeah okay i'll watch that (laughs) 
like in a little bit of a like I hate myself, but also like I kind of know that I'm gonna be watching this movie. Um, so the like blurb that goes with this movie. Um, I think I pulled this from Amazon and IMDb. I think they're exactly the same. Um, but I don't remember to be honest. Um, and they it says. A woman engaged to marry a self-centered film and stage director-choreographer, quite the mouthful there, falls for a caterer whom she kisses, as does he for her. That's it. That's all you got. As does he for her. Like, what a weird way to (laughs) sum up this movie. Um, and it stars Carissa Lee Staples and Brant Doherty, who we 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 know how we we like Brant Doherty. We do like Brand Doherty. <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, Carissa Lee Staples plays Kayla Ann Hansen. Yes, we do learn her middle name, so there. Uh, she's a writer, but now she's engaged to a narcissistic director-choreographer named Carlton Wells. And she's basically become his personal assistant. Um, they arrive in the Bay Area from Los Angeles in order for Carlton to direct a amazing production of The Nutcracker. <laughs> Um, it also happens to be around where Kayla grew up, uh, so an old friend, Jana, is going to throw them an engagement party. Yay. I'll, I mean, the narcissism probably not yay, but the rest of it, yay, right? Yay! <laughs> so Kayla is the kind of person who never puts herself first, uh, which, like, I can just hear my th- therapist screaming right now, just like... <laughs> so much um and she's putting her life and her needs second to carlton's and it's making her extremely unhappy like clearly like even Jana, who has never actually met carlton asks if they're really in love like she's like but do you love him like i can't tell kind of way uh and clearly kayla is starting to think their relationship is untenable and can't go on the way it is so, um, Brant, enter Brant Doherty, uh, who plays Dustin Michael Casey, and we also learn his middle name, too. More on that later. Um, and uh, Dustin is a chef who has started a catering company out of his apartment, it seems. I think? It seems like it's his apartment. Yeah. He seems to live there. It's I, weird. This, we'll go to an, into that. I have a lot of what-the-fuck moments about his apartment. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, he has a catering company, and his cousin Kim is his assistant. And they have both been hired by Jana to work the engagement party. Um, Dustin is rather unlucky in love, uh, seeming to get hit on only by old ladies. And in this case, it's Doris Roberts, um, as in Ray Romano's TV mom. (laughs) (laughs) She loves Dustin. (laughs) So... Independently, both Kayla and Dustin spy a handmade nutcracker in a shop window. And they are each prevented from buying it initially, but Dustin returns the following day uh, to buy it, just as Kayla arrives at the store hoping to buy it as well. Uh, But when Kayla realizes that the nutcracker is sold and the shop owner is being, like, weirdly pushy and needy and, like, two up in her business Kayla basically runs away uh and the shopkeeper sort of like follows (laughs) it's unclear what their relationship 
has been in the it past. It is inexplicable. <laughs> Hands it, down. It just It is just Kayla is running away. That's the important part. The shopkeeper is following. Also the important part. Uh, and in an effort to like hide, Kayla runs into a random building into the elevator and just lays a kiss on the person inside who of course is Dustin. Yeah. Um the kiss in this elevator is one of those amazing movie kisses where it ends and they're both like whoa. <laughs> they are just awestruck. Um they part ways thinking that they're never going to see each other again, but they both are daydreaming over what we assume is probably the best kiss they have both ever had like they're just twitter pated at this point um far off looks i'm so excited to talk about this katie keep going (laughs) um but you know fate always has a way and carlton demands to meet the caterer that will be catering their engagement party um so kayla and carlton meet with Jana. Dustin and Kim. And now Kayla and Dustin really know who each other is. Kayla also finds out that it was Dustin who bought the Nutcracker. Dustin is understandably upset that Kayla is engaged, but Jana is there to tell him not to give up. Um, she happens to think that Kayla and Carlton are on the rocks, and Dustin probably has a serious chance. Good old Jana. Yeah, just like don't worry, I know she's with the wrong guy, so she's going to figure it out. not dry yet on the whole marriage thing. <laughs> so Dustin decides he's going to give the Nutcracker to Kayla so that she can write about the artist who made it. Uh, and this upsets Carlton, so Kayla goes to return it to Dustin. But uh, she ends up spending the day with him and Kim. They bake cookies for donations to this pet rescue and they go look at the puppies and they have pizza uh and kayla is liberated from dealing with carlton's every desire and she really really likes it so kayla decides that she wants a separation from carlton even though they still have to live in the same hotel suite so kayla starts spending a lot of time with dustin and the two are clearly falling pretty hard for each other They're hanging out, going on dates, having fun, and Dustin even adopts a dog named Barkley. He's cute. Mm. Um, They're very, very coupley with a lot of PDA, and they both seem really, really happy. Um, And this lasts for at least four costume changes, so that's at least four days, I guess. I, I, yeah, like, um, this is a pretty long period of time between when they met the caterer and this engagement party, it seems. So they've got space to... Yeah, the, I, I'm, the timing of this movie is baffling. We'll get to it. Um, yes. And so are the costume changes, which also I want to talk about later. Great. So, but just kind of like pin in like, problem. We're just. But it's fine. We're just both getting really excited about all of the motherfuck <laughs> moments in this movie. Or at least I am. Uh, anyway. Yes, for sure. Um. So Um. after this like this spree of dates um carlton calls kayla and it seems that he wants another chance so kayla decides to consider carlton's offer once she talks to dustin um and it's clear that like when she goes to talk to him that she wants him to be like no don't go back to carlton and fight for her but he doesn't and so she sort of 
says, fine, I guess I'm going back to Carlton, even though that's clearly not what she, like, actually wants. And they've apparently never canceled or called off the engagement party. Uh, (laughs) So it's on for that night. Uh, And, I I mean, clearly Dustin knows about this because he makes the food for it. I mean, there's food there. And he sets up, but he doesn't stay, uh, as it would be too hard for both him and Kayla. Uh, But, of course, Jana and Kim are at the engagement party. And at the party, uh, Carlton is already back to his old ways of treating Kayla like a secretary and not a person that he cares about, let alone being, like, is engaged to. (laughs) Um, So, uh, at the same time, Jana also informs Kayla that she saw Carlton out with another woman. So at the party, Kayla officially dumps Carlton for good, and she heads back to the hotel to pack up her stuff and go. So Dustin, sitting in his apartment and talking to his dog, out loud, uh, like like you do, do. but also like in a conversational manner, like with them face to face, it's a little, it's a little bit weirder than just like having a conversation while you're like cooking dinner. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He realizes he made a huge mistake not telling Kayla how he feels. So he sets off to go after her, but the elevator is fickle, and it gets stuck with him inside. And so he starts raging against his circumstances and the elevator, and Dustin pours his heart out to the elevator ceiling. He's he's looking up the whole time. Uh, Like the elevator gods. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he doesn't know that the elevator, like, intercom is on. Um, and it's broadcasting to the building lobby. And this is the same lobby that Kayla is standing in, having gone to find Dustin. So finally the elevator starts to move, and Dustin arrives in the lobby to see that Kayla and possibly all the other residents of the building are then they're smiling at him. And Kayla enters the, well, because they obviously just heard what he was saying and it's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. Um, Kayla enters the elevator and they kiss. And since one One kiss kiss means means forever, forever, we know that they have found their true love. Cut to one year later, Dustin and Kayla are on a Ferris wheel Uh, And they're clearly still happy and in love and all the good things. And Dustin proposes, which is where we learn the middle names, you know, Anne and Michael, um, with one of the most blatant K-Jewelers product placements I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Kayla says yes, and they kiss again, but we we already knew the forever part. That's just confirmation. Because that's how it works. The end. The end. All right. So uh, let's go into our what the fuck moments, Katie, because I feel like we have a lot of them and it's going to be a super fun time to discuss. Yes, for sure. I would like you to begin. Okay. Wonderful. Because my very first note actually calls back to what something you said. Um, and I, I don't know if you knew about it. Because um, when you were talking about their, like, PDA and their dates and you're saying they're all Twitter pated. The opening credit song to this movie, I'm pretty sure the lyrics are Twitter pated by your touch. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. You are absolutely correct about that. I saw that because I I, I watch um movies with subtitles on I, as you I, know it. I try I actually tried to and for some reason my television was like, I can't handle that right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amazing. But I was like, okay. I guess that's a word we're allowed to use. Like, I mean, I guess we've always been allowed to use it, but like, I don't, I am unclear as to how universal the term Twitter pated actually is. I think anyone who's seen the movie Bambi, right. which is. But, but I feel like Bambi is one of those movies where either your parents let you see it or they very much actively didn't. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's my, uh, that, that's the first of my, that, that's just a weird start to a movie. I think also about like, in theory, true love to be Twitter pated. Cause I would, Twitter pated is often used as like puppy love. Yeah. It's like butterflies. Yeah. So try using it in an email today. (laughs) Um, I also, okay. Where is Carlton from? In real life or in the movie? Well, what is the accent he has decided on? He's He's got to be British. He is doing a something. It doesn't sound quite right to be British to me. To me, he sounds like a man from England who has been in the States for, for a really long time. All right. It, it just sounds very, like... Who are you and why do you exist? And <laughs> like, well, right. Um, do you want to do a do one before I take up more? I I'm going through my notes, um, and I feel like can we talk? Okay, can we talk a little bit about Town Square Santa? Sure. Um, so I feel like just a, a very important part of this movie, it's really important, is this, there's a, there's a town square Santa that ha- one of those little bell ringing Santas and but uh, not for the Salvation Army. Yeah. <laughs> when you put the money in the bucket, the uh, first time we see him, it says wishes. Yeah. And, um, and he was like, do you want to make a wish to Kayla? And she was like, I'll give you money. And he goes, come on, you got to have a, you got to make a wish. And she's like, fine, I wish that that girl over there make, has her dreams come true. And Santa's like, ho, 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 you must be a great person because you're wishing for other people. And then he passes by her again and he's like, it's you again. Basically, how's your life going? Tell me everything. <laughs> so she like bears her soul to this Santa that she's met one time. And then she gives him another wish. And um, but it, then she wishes for him to have a Merry Christmas. And he's like, yeah, you're a good person. And then the third time we see him, she's making a third wish. But now it's somehow in like a fountain or a pond, not in his bucket at all. And he comes up and he's like, so how's your life been? And she's like, I think I'm going to finally wish for true love. Like you told me the first time I met you that I should do that. And he's like, sounds good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is, um, I mean, I feel like that's one, well, he's part of my Hallmark Hallmarks, of course, but, uh, you know, Santa is therapist, just like, I guess you could pour your heart out to Santa, regardless of who Santa is, and that Santa isn't real. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Can I tell you the thing that truly bothers me about that, that whole exchange? Sure. You're not supposed to tell people what you wish for. Very true. Very true. Come on, it doesn't come true that way. <laughs> Gotta tell her that, Santa. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to go back to Carlton because okay. 
please. As, as a character, as who he is and what he represents and everything, he he baffles me for many, many reasons. Yes. So they drive up to the theater. They're rehearsing in the theater. I'm not even going to get into why that's weird. It is Carlton Presents the Nutcracker. Carlton Wells. Like, I don't think I can think of anyone who isn't like Alvin Ailey, whose name should be that big. I have I had that exact same thing written down. Not only is his name huge and he wants it bigger, but his picture is on his the marquee. His picture is on it. And like, even... Maybe Julie Taymor? Yeah, I mean, there, there are names that you know, but like... I don't need the pic their picture, and especially for the Nutcracker. Don't you want the picture of the Nutcracker on it? Um, Maybe Carlton should have dressed up like the Nutcracker. It, it, so that part was baffling. Um, but he is the director choreographer. He doesn't seem to have ever met any of the cast before, so nope. he wasn't involved in casting. And they're also well on their way into rehearsals. What is they're, he? They're supposed what? to be doing their full run-throughs in costume by this point, but their rehearsals look like across the floor exercises with but just also, girls. <laughs> right. They they seem to be like maybe like high-level local ballerinas. Yeah. I would probably even say mid-level because they're really just doing chenets. Right. They're but also. I'm just baffled by the fact that how did they get to this point in rehearsal without ever meeting the director or the the director choreographer? For well, the bitch the that he has on the side is like dance captain, so maybe that's why. <laughs> but doesn't the director choreographer need to choreograph? There's a lot of dancing in, you know, a ballet. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a weird thing about like so wait what did you do on this project because you didn't seem to be here <laughs> no it's 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 very true um i not to give too much away but i love carlton <laughs> i think he's one of my favorite parts of this movie um but I, like because i wish I could just buy a dime bag or two of whatever bravado he takes every morning. <laughs> right. He, but he's a dick. I mean, he's absolutely a terrible person. Oh, but. for sure. Like, he's a dick to everybody he meets. He makes, uh, du when he meets Dustin, who went, who painstakingly bought that nutcracker to please Kayla because he had heard that Carlton Wells' fiance likes nutcrackers, so we're going to decorate with nutcrackers. Um, he was like, this is all wrong. It doesn't look a thing like the one we have in the play. And you're like, okay, fuck, go fuck yourself. Right. But then at the same time, he like, he's a terrible person in that he's a fucking liar to Kayla and is trying to get her back, but then actively telling his side piece that Kayla's boring and not like passionate right. and talented and he wants her. Right. He's, he's not a good guy. And he's all, I mean, he's also like completely doesn't hear when Kayla's like this I'm not happy and this is why and he's like oh I hear you I hear you I hear you I'm not going to be changing right but the biggest thing about him that I have a problem with is he doesn't know what the colors of christmas are 
because <laughs> I have he that gives, written down too. <laughs> he gives Kayla a like I'm and I'm sorry bracelet that is like this like bangly like gemstone looking thing and it's pink. It's right, pink it's... and a little bit lighter pink. And he goes, I thought of you. It's the colors of Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's pink. <laughs> I had the exact same reaction. I was like, so wait, are the colors of Christmas now this like orangey pinkish color? <laughs> like what is happening? It's not. The only um, color on there that you could maybe say is a Christmas color is gold. <laughs> well, I know this. Okay. So I wrote this down as an across the universe, but I don't really think it, it is one because we never really, we never released this episode. But if you remember Easter under wraps, sure. Um, which was a, which was an Easter a Hallmark movie with Easter that she also like puts like blue and purple are as the colors of Easter. Yeah. And it reminded me of that. I'm like, do people not know what colors, like, holidays are? It's like saying, like, brown and and purple are the Halloween colors. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. It's like, but it's not. But okay. (laughs) Um, So there are just a few uh, other things that I think we absolutely need to discuss. The first first of all is the building in which... Dustin lives slash works. I'm pretty sure this is his apartment. I am pretty sure because at the end, he leaves and uses the elevator in this building. And he was definitely like lying on his bed talking to his dog. Yep. And she's like, we've definitely been there for the catering business. So that's why I'm pretty sure it's apartment. That being said, there seems to be, like, a sign on his door that says, like, Casey Catering or something. Um, There seems to be other apartment doors that also have signs on them like that. But the other thing about this building is, so first of all, everybody's always taking the elevator. The elevator is, like, definitely not the best. So, A... The stairs, especially at the end, they say they've been waiting for half an hour for this elevator. Take the goddamn stairs. Take the stairs. Everybody, take the stairs. Oh, there's one very important thing about this elevator that we have failed to mention thus far. Oh, there's mistletoe in it? Well, there's mistletoe in it, but it is also rumored to be magic. (laughs) Right, apparently, which... It's it's supposed to it's supposed to bring you your true love. Yes, if what they say about the elevator is true, then you will somehow meet and kiss your true love in this elevator. Which I want right. to know how that started. Right, we it's like no context whatsoever. But also, the other thing that I think is quite important is at some point, while inside Dustin's apartment, we get a look out the window, and he is very clearly on ground level. Oh my god, I have never noticed that. Oh my god. You are right. <laughs> so this idea that he is on ground level but also takes the elevator. Well, California is very hilly, so it is okay. possible. But I think that's part of the point though, is that if that's the case, which I will I'll give it to them. This is somebody who should 
regularly be taking the stairs. Yeah. Why does he ever use the elevator? He's There's no way he's on more than the, the first floor. Because then we wouldn't have a story. <laughs> so I just, I found, I found this building just utterly baffling. <laughs> um, I think there's one more what the fuck moment that um, I would like to talk about before we okay. we head out. Uh, I, I have one more as well, but you go first because maybe they're the same. Who knows? I, I don't know because this is a really nitpicky thing and doesn't really have to do with the plot at all. But I just wanted to point it out for our listeners about some <laughs> about staging a scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call this the pizza scene. Dustin and Kayla, when they first start kind of like going on dates, sort of um, decide to go out for pizza and they are having this is like one of their first heart to heart moments. And they have a box of pizza that they're sharing and they both have a slice. They're sitting on a park bench. They both have a slice in their hands. And um, uh, and Dustin straight up asks her about Carlton and like what's going on, like where did the magic go? Because she's expressed, like, you know, whatever, they're, that they're falling apart. And she says, we don't have enough pizza for that conversation. However, about maybe three or four lines later, they still have half-eaten pizza in their hand. Then we hear a honk-honk, and she's like, oh, my cab is here. They st- and then she opens up the pizza box that still has pizza in it, puts her half-eaten pizza slice <laughs> in the box, closes it, Says her goodbye, looks like she's about to leave with the pizza, and then she looks at Dustin, says Carlton doesn't eat carbs, and then gives the pizza box to Dustin with her half-eaten pizza in (laughs) the pizza box. And so I'm like, yeah, so obviously you did have enough pizza for that conversation because you ended up telling him what was wrong. You didn't finish that pizza. You gave him half of your pizza and then you called a cab before you were even done. All of those things are true. I was just, I know it's so stupid and super nitpicky, but I, it made me angry to watch that <laughs> scene. I'm sorry. That's it, all I had to say. I, I feel you. I, it's not, not great. Um, but I think that sort of ties in relatively well with the, with my other problem, uh, which is, it's not the costuming itself, really, but this movie does a really bad job of, uh, like changing outfits for people. Yeah, I I think the most egregious example to me is when we have our little montage of them. Uh, of Dustin and Kayla doing their little PDA tour of the city. So they start by going to get Barkley and <laughs> they're wearing clothes. They definitely end up at an arcade um, like in t-shirts and jeans. Um, yeah. And and her hairstyle is distinct enough that I actually was like, I have seen this before when they are back on the Ferris wheel at the end. It is Absolutely filmed the same day. Oh my god! They're wearing exactly the same things. Oh, what a fail! So, so that's that's number one. But then during their like four costume changes, the the costume that they go pick up Barkley in is the exact same costumes they're both wearing when Carlton calls. In theory, four days later. Oh my god. So this is an editing so, problem. It's it's an editing problem, but also 
because of the way that like it's it's less of an editing problem to me and more of a we didn't take the time to do anything because I think script wise there's no way these things could have like there's no way they didn't know these were going to be the same day they just didn't bother to do anything about it like how hard would it have been to like even if they didn't change their clothes but they just changed like Kayla's hairstyle or something yeah I wouldn't have noticed but it's like the generic t-shirts with the the hairstyle she never wears at any other point in the movie it's just like just switch coats and I wouldn't have noticed um, also, the other thing I, I wanted to, I forgot, uh, that I noticed, um, at one point they're picking out wines for the, uh, the party. Oh, you mean uh, two, three buck Chuck? Yes. They're three <laughs> buck Chuck. Which I said, I guess it's a step up from Martinelli's, but. <laughs> Damn you, I had that, I had that down as an across the universe. Because okay. I was, <laughs> I was like, if, same actors accidentally engage. They make no attempt to hide. Well, they make more of an attempt in this one to hide the, yeah, the label. Do. And it's actually alcoholic. But yeah. <laughs> I love you. So, yes. Hallmark Hallmarks? I'm ready for Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. Um... So my first one is that she is obviously with the wrong guy uh, because it's all about him and because of her reaction to Dustin's kiss. It's just like, well, clearly the other guy is the wrong guy. True. Um, my, my interpretation of that is current love interest is a douche nozzle. <laughs> um, they did kind of a twist on, uh, oh, no, we're not together. But at the beginning... Um, they, uh, the bellboy says, Mr. and Mrs. Carl, um, Carlton Wells. And she goes, oh, no, we're not married yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, I have uh, a Magic Santa Man. I had that, too. Um, friends being overly invested in uh, getting their friends together. Yep. Uh, he is not in the right place to start a relationship right now. Oh, my God. That's he so true. to focus on his business. <laughs> Uh, cookie baking. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she doesn't want the spotlight when it's essentially offered to her. Right. Um, I have kind of a new one. Um, okay. Sort of, but we see this a lot in not just uh, these kinds of movies, but just in TV in general, is when they cover up the Apple logo um on their computers but i just kind of want to point out how they do it in this one so with this particular way they cover up the apple logo is um they put two pieces of very thin white tape over the top half of it and then cover that with a slightly transparent red case so you can see through the red case that there is white tape trying to cover the apple but not (laughs) entirely and so they that was just a big old fail sorry guys it was a big old fail. Also, it that baffled me, uh, because because that red case was distinctive. It also meant that Carlton and Caleb were sharing a computer. Yes, and I thought that was very odd. Me too, especially since she's you know a writer <laughs> and she's trying to leave him. Yeah, it's like her own damn um, thing. Uh, my other one was that the the other guy or the right guy that she's not quite with 
is super supportive of her dreams, while the guy she's with is not supportive of them. That's true. Um, I have uh, making the lead eat pizza and cookies to prove that she's a regular person. Uh, I have. We have a one year later. One year later. <laughs> um, empty coffee cups. Mm, I'm. I'm out. I have. I have mine. one more. Okay. Saying their goddamn full names when they're proposing. <laughs> At least she says it back to him. But it's still disgusting. It's still terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I I have to say, this movie has one of the cringiest non-public proposals I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, for sure. It is just too sappy. You know, it's all like, you're amazing, and... I didn't know I could fall in love with my best friend. And it's it makes me want to just, like, melt and die a little bit. <laughs> it's really bad. And also, you didn't fall in love with your best friend. You just happened to become best friends with someone you fell in love with. So, <laughs> right. sorry about it. <laughs> right, 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 right. And like you said in the synopsis, it's, like, probably the worst K-Jewelers commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like it's it is just like this is from K Jewelers. <laughs> I want to say I keep on mentioning that I did an across the universe on certain things, but I'm going to say mm-hmm. this is across my universe before we actually get there. So, Merry Christmas. This movie was one of um probably like five or six movies that were on Netflix. I I didn't have TV, like TV TV for a while, so it was before I got Hallmark Channel and all those. And so there was this one Christmas that I was like I just want to color in a coloring book and watch terrible Christmas movies. That is all I want to do. I'm having a terrible time. And so it was this movie. It was The Spirit of Christmas, which we did uh, during Christmas time. And then, and I want to say that Christmas Kiss and Christmas Kiss 2 also has a very blatant K-Jewelers uh thing as well i or 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 was some or something else because i remember i watched merry christmas and another christmas movie in the same day that also had a (laughs) k jewelers like wabam moment and i was like what the fuck (laughs) okay um do you want to just do across the universe before we do pretty parade um just because we're sort of there i mean i guess so yeah because i guess my across the universe is also about christmas kiss because christmas kiss like I said, in um, I watched around the same time as Merry Christmas, but The Christmas Kiss and Christmas Kiss 2 also are about kissing in elevators <laughs> randomly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's kiss a stranger in an elevator and have them be the love of our lives. Um, and so when the elevator thing happening, I was like, I didn't think it was this movie, but it was both. So I was right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my other one that I have is uh, a Brent Doherty across the universe. Um, Because he is a very attractive guy. Sure. Yeah. Because of course he is. And he keeps playing these roles where he's like, nobody will ever love me. You're right. Like, I'm, I'm not lovable. The one that came to mind the most like this was Mingle All the Way. Um, where he's like, I need a girlfriend, but I don't real nobody loves me, so I'll just basically hire one. <laughs> I remember watching Mingle all the way, but I did not remember yeah. that, that that's what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a like, it's 
it's a dating app except they're not dating it's just like it's a it's a be my plus one to christmas functions i vaguely remember that yeah app. that yeah. was that was at the that was at um the the babyhood of one kiss means forever when we were just yeah. a twitter account yeah that was a just the twitter account one um but i just i was like okay i don't believe you i don't believe you'd have these confidence in- issues brand already 100 <laughs> percent. pretty parade pretty parade um so i have a decent number of antis i have one actually. anti and one not pretty but cuteness there's a lot of things in this movie that i dislike the look of um so towards the beginning, like at the beginning, Kayla's outfit is a white t-shirt, baggy oversized blue dress pants, a brown like sweater hoodie, and black pumps. What is happening? What is this look? Girl, you're right. <laughs> All of the costumes for her are just terrible. The whole time. Like. Yeah, I mean, she does have a little, like, red and white peacoat thing that I liked. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, but I have have a note about that red and white peacoat because she wears this, she wears the coat, but then nothing on her legs. I mean, yes, this is California, but it is still winter and it still can get, and if it's cold enough for you to wear that goddamn peacoat, then you've got to be wearing leggings. Right. Right, there's absolutely that. And then when she does wear tights, which is at her engagement party, like she she comes in with this dress? Is it a dress? I thought she was just wearing pants and a very casual striped top. That's my anti-pretty parade, actually, was, is um, her engagement outfit. Her engage- I see, and I thought it was a, I thought maybe it was supposed to be a dress and tights. I don't know. It's not long enough to cover her ass. So... It's very unclear. I think it's pants. I think she's wearing pants and a and a chic business top to her engagement party where Carlton is wearing a tux. And everyone but, else is wearing really but pretty dresses. Those are like the tightest black. Those are like legging tight. Yeah. Yeah. Like legging pants to me. Like really tight dress pants. To me, it looked like it was supposed to be a dress, but it just was like too short. If I really cared, I would go back and look. But it looked like it was a, no. a two-piecer. That I hated. Um, I also hated Dustin wears this zip up bison sweater, cream colored sweater with bison on it. Yep. To on their dates. Um, on their dates. It is the most grandpa looking sweater I've ever seen on a person <laughs> under 70. <laughs> I, I too questioned that. So baffling. Um, and I also the, the bracelet that Carlton gives Kayla, the the Christmas colors bracelet that is you know pink, I I think even if it was Christmas colors, it's super gaudy. Yeah. It's like not pretty. It's not, <laughs> not at all. Um, no. But what the only thing I thought that was cute in Kayla's out in in Kayla's uh costumes was her little apple hat. Her little apple hat is is very cute. Yeah, it's a little um, beret and it's red and has like a little like apple thing on the top. Like a green, um, is, is a really green little cute. stem. Yeah, um, and my my true pretty parade that I was like pretty was when we got to see the puppies. Puppies, I have puppies too. Play. <laughs> puppies. 
Puppies. Uh, did you have any supporting shout outs? Um, or, or, and did you have any new and noteworthies? Um, no new and noteworthy for me, but my supporting shout out is um, taking a page out of your book and Carlton is my supporting shout out because I just like he's the most entertaining thing about this movie <laughs> is because I think because I think who whoever this actor is and I know we've seen him in things and I actually thought he might have been like not American to be honest, I don't he know where from. He might not be American. I just, I just wasn't sure. He's, he's got a, he's doing a weird accent. Well, he's That's from Massachusetts. Oh, really? Yeah, the actor is oh. American, and he oh. is in um, that movie that I want us to watch with um, Candace Cameron, brrr, um, where <laughs> she goes up to Alaska, which might also be the North Pole. Christmas. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. that's I him. Know exactly who you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I think he is a really interesting presence on on the screen. I think he has a great face. I think he commits to his he's roles. Definitely, he definitely um, he does, and he's he's interesting. Yeah, um, I can't say that I like him, but he's interesting. That's, he's my vote for supporting shout out. Um, I didn't have a supporting shout out, but I did have a few new and noteworthies. Uh, first, uh, there's like a real discussion about how you should like be friends with the person that you're in love with and not just like be in love with someone but not actually like them. Yeah. As a person, uh, which I agree with and was like, I'm glad to hear these kinds of things in movies sometimes. Um, which also goes into they have discussion of things like boundaries. Kayla oversteps her boundaries a lot. Yeah. And- and I, I thought, like, those kinds of messages were, like, a good thing to hear in a movie. Because also I feel like the, um, the probably, like, market demographic for these movies probably actually needs to hear a lot of those boundary discussions. I think you're right that there's a scene where uh, Kayla, Kayla does something nice for Dustin. She makes him business cards. And Dustin kind of blows her off and says, you shouldn't have done this. I expect to pay you for this work. And she was trying to do something nice, but it was on the heels of her saying that she tends to do a lot of things for other people. And Dustin was kind of saying, thank you, but you really could have been doing something for yourself. You didn't have to do this for me. And I really liked that tough love. And she acknowledged it, too. I thought it was awesome. Well, because it was very much like she said, "Okay, I'm going to take this time for me. And then yeah. she took that same time and didn't do her stuff. She yeah. just worked on this thing for him. And so he was like, okay, well, if you took that time, I should pay you for it. This, like, you, you know. Yeah, and that's that's actually the scene I was thinking of, too, of, like, they, like don't And really helping her from falling into old patterns at the beginning of a relationship, which I loved. Yeah, yeah. I, so that's that was my new noteworthy. Good job, Hannah. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. I I did not rate their last kiss, but I rated their first two. I have four kisses that I ended up rating. Oh, okay. So I, I rated the first elevator kiss and mm-hmm. then um the kiss in the buffalo sweater. Yep. I called um, that that's the bye kiss. Okay. So I have the elevator kiss, the bye kiss, and then their last kiss in the elevator and then the proposal kiss oh gotcha i i guess those last i was just ready to be done with the movie at that point (laughs) (laughs) all right so elevator kiss i said it was a okay so i gave it an eight Uh i said that it was a nine to ten kiss but 
I didn't quite understand the impulse of why she had to kiss him to get rid of the crazy German leader that she was that was tailing her from the shop inexplicably. Wait, I'm surprised <laughs> we didn't talk about it, but it's fine. There's too much yeah, to talk she... about in this movie. It's already too long. Um, um, so yeah, would have been a nine or ten kiss, but I didn't understand the reason why it happened. So it's an eight. I I also gave it an eight, and for pretty much the same reasoning. I like the like he he stop you know they they part and are like well like I don't and then he says I don't think I was playing or acting or something, um, which I thought was like it's kind of sweet, yeah. uh, but I I have a problem with the fact that they don't know each other. There's no reason for it to happen, and she is the one who initiated the and she's the one who's engaged. True, and then they kiss again. Yeah. <laughs> After he says that line, um, which yeah. was, a, I, th- I, I I forgot that I wrote down it. Uh, that part was, that was a nine to me. Yeah. But, yeah. Like it's, it's very sweet, but like she, I, it feels a little, uh, I'm trying to think of the terminology. I think the terminology is safe um, in like the romance world where it like safe means no cheating. Uh, and this would be in the like, I don't know, is this safe? It's a little bit weirdly uncomfortable that she is the person initiating all of this and she's the one in the relationship. I agree. And we and at this particular point in the movie, we know that Carlton is a dick, but we don't know that she's thinking about breaking up with him. Right. So. Right. Like, she's still adamant that they're getting married. I think that um, you're right. Um, so then the kiss in the buffalo sweater when Carlton calls and then and she's like, I have to go back to him. Yep. Um, I gave that a 10. I said 9.5. Nice. I said, I'm not sure why it's not quite there. I think, I think it might be because Carlton's still technically in the picture. And I think it's because he's wearing a buffalo sweater. And maybe the buffalo sweater. I think you're absolutely right. And, and I, and I wrote 10, um, but I think you're right that there's something not quite 10 about it. But nine, I I keep forgetting we can do halvesies. (laughs) Because it's our own. You can do whatever you want. Like rubric here. <laughs> uh, but the reason I liked it so much is at first it like it seems like it's going to be an okay kiss, but then they like really get into it. It's just yeah. like oh yeah, there's tongue, there's passion. Yeah, it is. It is. It is on the level of uh, like you're going off to war, and I may never see you again. I'm going to get all my kiss in kiss. Yeah, it gave me shivers, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, it's it's a good kiss. What did you give the other things? So, their end kiss in the elevator, um, that, I thought, was their worst kiss yet. I think you, you're right. And so I gave it a seven. Uh, and then the proposal kiss, I gave it a 7.5 i don't think it's a great kiss but it also feels very like we've been dating for a year we've just decided to get married and we know we love each other but we're also out in public and we're just gonna like be like i love you kind of kiss but it doesn't have to be like full-on passion melt your panties kind of kiss i think you're right good job well rated hannah yeah i i tried real hard (laughs) So, Katie, would you watch this movie? Oh, my gosh. Short answer, yes. Uh, um, I think that this is the epitome of what Christmas movies, like what we do, I think this is the epitome of what they should look like. Um, it's just yeah. the right amount of sweet. It's just the right amount of stupid. 
Um, <laughs> it's it, it just ticks all the boxes of what is wonderful and what is horrible about your favorite yeah. made-for-TV romances. Exactly. Um, um, I I said, yeah, I would watch this movie considering that I've watched this movie a number of times over the past, you know, five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> I think also I have more what-the-fuck moments in for this movie because I've seen it so many times. I think you're probably right. And, like, I've, and I want to be careful. It's not like I've seen this, like, 30 times. I've seen it, like, four. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but that was fun. Um, this was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, make sure to uh, follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks at One Kiss Means Forever. One and four are numerical. And you can always email us with any thoughts, comments, concerns, or funny anecdotes um, uh, at um, one kiss means forever at gmail.com and that is all spelled out like it is on our logo uh, and of course we always want to thank Flint Pastors for our intro outro music and you can find his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud uh, so uh, make sure that you are uh, getting up your summer Christmas spirit yep. and Merry Christmas in July friends and we'll see you in a couple weeks with more Christmas yay, yay! <laughs> Bye, guys.